Canon Conversations first podcast in the studio, boys, at Banana Row Studios. Look thank you to thank you to Craig for setting it up for us. Um, he's been our um, audio engineer. A few technical issues to start with, but what we've got there. Um, buzzing for it. Got a wee studio for the I pod. Did, I'll be honest, I did not expect this. No? Not at all. I literally thought of like a fucking table and like a room and like one of those and that was it, but we're upgrading. Fucking unreal. We're leveling up. We're leveling Joe Rogan, up. we're coming for you. <laughs> Joe Rogan, we're coming for you. We're coming for you, Rogan. <laughs> no, we've, come a l- we've come a little fucking Skype or fucking Microsoft Teams, whatever we've done. I know, mate. Oh, mate. Unbelievable. Well, listen, it's a, it's a funny well, a funny day, but a great day to have the first pod because Jurgen Klopp has just signed a two-year extension come at the greatest on, football yeah. club in the world. So, Matthew, I'm going to pour myself a whiskey for the first <laughs> podcast in the studio and because Jurgen is going to be a red till 2026. So I'll let you take it away with your thoughts on that to, to begin with. So I'll let you only film this out an hour ago. So when did, when did they release it? Uh, so there was talks of it, I think, late last night and then this morning they've released it saying that you signed. Right, so I had no idea. I came out from work and I was like, Someone messaged me like, "Oh, are you buzzing?" I was like, "What the fuck are you on about?" I thought they meant from the game last night. I was like, "What about Liverpool?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm buzzing. Like, we're fucking, we're fucking going to Paris or whatever." I was like, "Definitely, I'm booking my fucking flight now. Like, fuck this and mm-hmm. like that." He signed it to uh, extra two years, and I was like, "What?" And I went on Twitter. I was saying it was my whole Twitter, and I was like, <laughs> "You know, what's really weird though is, I, I actually never even thought of it. I, never once did I think like, oh, he's gonna extend his contract." Like, I, I don't know why I never really thought of that. I was just like, we've got another two years. Let's just fucking, like, enjoy it. But now he's done it, I'm like, mate, wh- wh- like, why else would he fucking leave? You can tell he's buzzing. He said his wife is absolutely buzzing to be there. He's kept all his staff, which I think is the absolute main thing. Yeah. So fucking right, man. Because, like, to be honest, uh, we're, un- we're, we're absolutely unbelievable right now. Like, I obviously text you guys today saying, like, like, I'm over the... I've been maybe a bit too cautious in my head of, like, let's not chat too much about Liverpool. And obviously, it's not Liverpool. It's a foot... We're a general football podcast. At the end of the day, Liverpool are currently the best, if not the second best team in Europe right now with Man City, right? So you can't, if it, w- if it was Man United or if it was anyone else, we'd be talking about it. So, like, it, with how good we are, there's been a little bit of me that's been like, oh, he's not got long left, like two years. Like, oh, one. So the two year extension, I think, is huge just because, like I said to you earlier, Matthew, like, um, players come in, they'll be thinking, well, I want to go there, but. Klopp might be leaving in two years, so should I? So just that extra couple of years, because he's never he's never rebuilt a team, right? Because he obviously was at Mainz, couldn't do it there, smaller club. Dortmund always lost their best players to Bayern Munich, and now he's probably got himself to the first time ever in his career, where he can actually maybe go, right, I'm going to rebuild a second team um, and go from there. So, yeah. it's oh, so on that, I feel like, see our signings recently and kind of how we're going about things. You have to remember now, so... So Klopp's come in and like your likes of like Hendel, Milner, now you're looking at Van Dijk, Salamani, they're all coming past 30 now. Yeah. That's the stage you're getting to. Obviously when Klopp came in and brought them in stuff, I feel like his extra two years extension is kind of like, I want to evolve this. I need more time to evolve this. Like An extra two years is a long, long time, Mike. And I feel like he's looking at it and he's looking at all these players that are 30. We're going to like, Losing the likes of Hendel, Milner, these guys. I don't know if we'll lose him in that. Maybe we will lose him in that time. I don't know, Milner, maybe, like, your family and Van Dyke definitely doesn't look like he fucking, he's 30, but he's, you know what I mean? He's at his prime type thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's looking at it and thinking, like, bringing in Kanati, for example, 22 years old. He's not chucked him straight in. 
he's he does this with everyone, right? He needs time to bring players in, develop them. I mean, Diaz seems to like come in, and after a few months have submitted him, he's literally got a place in that front three. Which Not even a few months, he came in straight away. That's what I'm saying, which is unbelievable, which I don't really think he's done with a lot of players. Diaz is the only player he's done that with. He's kind of just said, I reckon there's no doubt Karate could come in and fucking yeah. be unreal. I mean, I know he's playing the cup games and stuff, but in the league, I have no doubt. I honestly think next season, him and Van Dijk are just going to be ridiculous together once they get like once they play loads together. But I think looking at it like that, I think he's thinking... I just want more time here, just to just to evolve it and see where it, see where it can go. Yeah, what do you think, Scotty? As a as a closet Liverpool fan, and then we'll I'm not in the closet. Then we'll get, then we'll, mo- we'll move on to City. I'm not coming yeah. out of the closet. Uh, Mate, so look after the game the other night or last night. You seen them? You never seen a guy look so comfortable and so happy. Like the whole culture around that club, he's, he's hugging like Manny comes off giving him a big hug. He just looks. Why would you give up that? And as Matthew says at the time, a few players moving on. It's an amazing time for him to be manager, bringing a few young guys coming in. It's a fresh challenge for him. And that's what he, what he said in his comments earlier. He said that the club just gives him energy. He said he feels like he's not got that stale feeling. And why would you? When yeah. What? I mean, they were talking about it today on TalkSport as well, and it was like, you know, they were basically just exactly what you said. What, like, everything seems to be right. It doesn't, like, he's got two years left, but you get the feeling it's, like, it's not the right time for him to, to do it. And he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, like... He's he's clever in what he does in his moves, right? And where else in world football would he go right now? The wizard is there, is there a more exciting job? No. Like potential could potential quadruple this year. Great opportunity to win the Premier League for another couple of years, Champions League. And with the players he's got, why would you move on? Is there a another job for him to go to? I can't think of anyone else there that suit like obviously mine suited him, Dortmund suits him and Liverpool suits him. He's had that like career uh, trajectory. What is about trajectory? so Michael Edwards, is he staying or leaving? No, he's going. He's gone. And That'll be interesting to see because obviously he's been a huge part of allowing our fucking um, evolution to happen type thing. So it'll be interesting to see when he leaves, obviously, how it goes. I mean, I don't... Sh- it probably could affect it a lot, actually, if he's really been head of recruitment and stuff, but I'm sure we're going to bring in someone that it could be just the same, if not better. Well, the guy that the guy that's taken over um, is apparently the is the one. Um, I, f- I forget his name. I'm going to pull it up now. But apparently, he is the one that did the Diaz deal and stuff like that. Like oh, really? Michael Edwards obviously so Michael helped Edwards him out, but like he's kind of oh like yeah, helped put so it off. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you just yeah. So it's a guy that's kind of shadowing him right now, or be, has been for years. No. Yes. Yes, that? you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been shadowing for years. So he did the Diaz deal. So. Um, what was yeah. the story behind the Diaz deal? Was that not like pay a little bit and then keep paying over a certain? Yeah, over a certain bit of time. Yeah, and like a huge up. Front fee. Um, D- Diaz. He's tw- he's about twenty five. I've looked. He's about twenty five. Um, but um, yeah, he's uh, D- Jul- it's Julian Ward. That's what it is. Julian Ward. Yeah, that's his name. Um, so he's been. No, I don't think. Also, Klopp's no. not signing a new deal if he's trusting the guy that's coming in. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, a yeah, smart he's, enough not man. he's not building. He's not committing a long term future to something that's not. I mean, Klopp's gonna have a huge say in all that as well, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Um, and. Uh, it it's huge. What what um, while we're on, we're kind of a, we're gonna kind of talk about the European teams at the moment because that's what's been just been on this week. Liverpool and City. So obviously City had an unbelievable game at the Etihad against um, Real Madrid, and they're just uh, like I've, I've I've said this to Greg. I think you're gonna get a Liverpool City Champions League final, and I <laughs> think ridiculous. that I think that now that Klopp signed this deal, my statement maybe isn't as is good, but I think this is peak Liverpool City. Like I think this is going to be the peak moment of the two, 
like pushing each other again to the title, but also they're both going to play each other in the European Cup final, which is huge. Again, like, I do think they can do it again, but I'm just I'm like I think this might be this year and next year could be like the peak where I don't think anyone else is going to get close. Mind to them. the Man U Chelsea period when did they play each other in a championship? Yeah, yeah. When yeah, Terry yeah. slipped and missed. Yeah, it's kind of got that feel to it, doesn't it? Where it's like you can't beat an all English. All English Premier Champions League final. No. What do you think? What's Guardiola thinking when he sees that news that Klopp's committed to another an extra couple of years? Because I don't. Guardiola doesn't seem the type of guy. He's not going to say what around long term, but he's not going to give up. He's not going to cave into Klopp. If Klopp beats him in this final, or if it is the final, or if he beats into the league or whatever, Guardiola's not going to go down easily. Yeah. Or is or is, is yeah, he's going to be so obsessed with getting back. Yeah. And competing with Klopp, or is he just going to go? No, I saw. I thought this today. So his deals, his deals actually in uh, until twenty twenty three. So his deals actually up next year. So I think that he's the type of guy that wants to challenge. Yeah. He's the type of guy that wants to challenge. But it will be interesting. Like obviously texting the group chat today to Blackie and Tom, kind of like half finding them up. But I'm being serious. Like if he doesn't stay at City, surely, surely Liverpool have got a decent chance at a couple of yeah, titles in a row. I mean, you never know. But same situation. Where where would Guardiola go? Go back to Barcelona and. Yeah, rebuild that or so there's nothing like you want to be as, as a guy like Guardiola he wants to be going up against the best challenging yeah. every week has to be, he has to be on it there's no other place in Europe at the moment is there that's going to demand that much from him him and Klopp don't strike me as the type of guys that would go back places I yeah. think once they've been there and done it they're like, like that's been done I've done that like I need something new I need something yeah. fresh like maybe go back in like terms of director roles or stuff like that but I don't see either of them ever I don't I don't see Pep going back to manage Bar, so I think he's like, I did that, I, I achieved what I needed to achieve, that's part of the part of life, and I've, I've done it, basically. Yeah, I think it, a huge part of it, what happens in the next few weeks with the Champions League and Premier League and stuff, what Guardiola's long-term future is going to be. But yeah. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's just going to go walk away from a challenge like that against Klopp. What? Especially with the squad he's got as well, and the potential. What do you think, like, in terms of those two, right, I think it's fairly obvious that, I think it's very fair, it's fairly obvious that the two best teams in Europe, right? And it's not just this season. It's been probably... I know Liverpool had their issues last year with the injuries, but if you take that uh, away, the, the two years before that, like, is it... I mean, what, what's your thoughts on why are they so, so far ahead? I mean, obviously the managers, everyone would probably agree, are the two best managers in the world. But, like, what what is it? Is it the coaching? Is it the recruitment? Is it just everything combined into one that seems to work? Like, what, what do you think it is? It's got... A are we sips then? Yeah. Can we let me have Jack Daniels Black Label. Having a wee Can I when I've had COVID? So typically, right, I can't... I Walker, sorry, Black Label, Walker, not Jack Daniels. So yeah, I cannot drink whiskey. Like Josh knows, like, mate, like, if I have a sip, like, I'll literally be sick. But when mine when I had COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no other lie, see that? I could just yeah. down it and, like, not even flinch and be like, what the fuck? Nah, I mean, I just, like, downed like that. And then I wasn't drinking, I was just like... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Never, s- don't smell it before you taste it if you don't like it, mate. you got to have a wee, um, wee smoke. But yeah, what what do you think? It's like just, it, it? it's it's everything. It's got to be yeah. everything. But it's, but it's you have to look at them as the way that the club is run as well. It's literally from top to bottom. It, it's, it's, I think it's in terms of like, obviously you've got in terms tactically and in terms of man management, you can clearly see the two best. But, um, I just think that it's it's just a great fit for both of them, and just it's literally you could literally go through, so you could literally go from like the top to the bottom of the club and just be like it's literally how it's it's everything. Is this is this the 
is this the new standard for modern football in terms of how it's played and what and like you just said with everything else around the club is this like how football needs to be now to be su- if you want to be successful at the very hasn't right always time? been like that um well like you d- you used to how would it differ you wouldn't have sporting directors and stuff right before it was the manager yeah. but then remember when Ferdinand made that point the other week and you said it and it was like how to what my night need to oh, do six and it was just like the most simple basic Shocking. like every club does it but that's what Matthew's saying is I know what every like every successful club you've ever had has been like mm. from top to bottom and take all those boxes yeah take take all the boxes from like every part of it's done well otherwise yeah. it wouldn't be or but then like what Klopp and Guardiola doing from like youth level up and stuff apparently it's unbelievable like bringing the academy yeah. through like he's like cops in charge of this is how the academy's run this is how I want the young like this is how I want them to progress through this. You, you see both that could that got, could be different, yeah. Both benches have got academy players on them yeah. a lot of time. You know, you know, like uh, cities there the other night has like those Cole Palmer's mm. and those guys are always on the bench and stuff. So like they're, I agree with you. They're also they're not just first team. Like did you see the Gerard overlap with Neville? And Gerard was like, um, he doesn't so much like Klopp wasn't so much. I think Gerard had the 18s maybe at the yeah, time. Um, and Klopp said, look, don't take the 23s because I take the top guys and they come and train with me and then we get in the squad, so I might call someone up on the last day and then you don't have him. So you're not getting to build a team. Um, mm. So they really do focus on trying to bring those guys in. And Gerard said that, and I'm sure it's the same at City, Gerard was like, from the 18s down, he doesn't really tell you what to do, but from the 23s, you're playing the same way as the first team. You're playing the same as the first team. Yeah, I think, I think obviously... Klopp and Guardiola and these people are getting all the credit but I know that the first is saying it's really cliche but I think the people they have around them that just in football typically goes really unnoticed because they're not the face of it I guarantee you Pep um, Klopp would say he would literally not be where he is about someone like Pep Blinders behind him because honestly I could fucking listen to that guy speak about football for fucking ages like he's fucking that good like he's for, and I don't even know who City's assistant is. Who, who's is it? Do you, even, do you even know? I mean, I don't. I only know this shit about Liverpool just because obviously, in terms of like, like you, you could ask loads of people about their club in terms of assistant coaches and that. That's what I'm saying. It goes unnoticed, but like, like by the way, like Klopp, yeah, like isn't Klopp, yeah. like isn't running the sessions and that. To me, right, this is where this is where for me, Klopp and Guardiola, when I see it in terms of football terms, are a little different. I don't really think Klopp goes out there and runs a session mm. on these kind of things, but in terms of man management, yeah, Klopp is like that's literally him. Like he's kind of the Fergie of like the modern era, right? Of like Fergie mm-hmm. not really running sessions, just literally being like to people remembering their names. Like basically, Klopp to me is in charge of that. Like that's where I see we're doing really well. And then he's got you. You can't you can't have one. You have to have both to obviously do what, what these teams are doing. Yeah. You can't have. One really good manager is tactically amazing, but with the players doesn't quite connect. You, you could probably give loads of examples of actual that, but he's kind of got the right balance. And I think Pep's obviously got the right balance in that as well, massively. Yeah, and I've obviously been there as well, and so have you, Matthew. And I guess you kind of said like the private coaching training stuff, but I've obviously done the coaching at a youth level when I was like the head coach and I did the high school stuff for Ben. And obviously, it's different, way different levels. I'm not trying to compare it, but like you do need when you've got like a, a team and you're going in a season with a high school like you need a staff right like times where I, I would say stuff to, to Ben on the bench like Brian Little or whoever we had like stuff like that like you have to pull from those people and you need those people to do those things for you so I totally agree like it's uh, 
there's so much there. They, they've got right now. They've just got everything right, and I keep saying this, and I'm not trying to wind people up, but until those two leave, I just don't see anyone else beating them. Another point on that, with the way football's gone these days, with all the money, the huge squads, and a lot of expensive players to keep happy. Klopp and Guardiola do that unbelievable. Mm. Like Guardiola, even more so. He's got he's got like a bench that could start that, that could be a first team for any other yeah. team to keep them all happy and rotate them. You don't hear much complaints or stuff coming about. Uh, and then that's was about the Klopp point. Like, how half like Manny's walking off absolutely raging. Klopp's what quick hug, right? Mm. Over and done with. That whole culture he's building yeah. is like Arigi. that's long term. Yeah, the way he praised Rigi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like see, Michael Owen was like, if I was a Rigi, yeah. like I don't know why I'd be hugging my manager if yeah. like, I'm never getting to play and stuff. Never plays. Then and then she says about Rigi. Said Rigi will start for any other club he goes to. He'll start and he'll yeah. be a great player for them. But yeah. why has he stayed? It's not it's because exactly. of people like Klopp. Right? Do you know I was saying this to Greg, right? Um, and we'll we'll move on to the to the Europa League after this with Rangers and West Ham and stuff. But um, I was saying to Greg, do you know what's interesting? I, I find is that I I would I would probably do it this way as well. Like if I was in that position, I would do similar to Klopp in terms of like there's a there's a clear eleven that consistently play for the odd position or two. Whereas Pep consistently rotates, right? Like we all do fantasy, and you don't have Man City players, and because you can't trust Pep's thing but like how does he keep the consistency in the games when he's not keeping the same team do you know what I'm, do you know what i mean like how, how do you rotate on a weekly basis so you need rhythm right you need rhythm yeah. as a player but i think his rotations are really clever he doesn't if you notice he doesn't leave raheem Sterling out for a month mm. three weeks like i think his rotations those rotations are probably planned it well in advance that's what, there's obviously loads of things that come into it injuries like whatever yeah I think his rotations are really clever in terms of keeping a player with the rhythm because you need rhythm to play like you need rhythm, 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 playing, playing, playing. But I think his rotations is really clever because it's not so long that you're losing that rhythm. Yeah, I mean, because that—that's my thing. Like I agree with you, the rhythm and and he doesn't seem. And I think Pep almost prefers. Well, I think you're starting to see. I I was going to get to this point as well, but. I think with Pep is, um, I think he likes having specific types of players playing against specific types mm. of teams. And I think that's what he's built. Like Grealish might suit a, a certain team. Sterling might suit a certain team. Mares will suit a certain team mm. in terms of where he feels the weaknesses are, where they can get them. And I think that Klopp, obviously, when he came to Liverpool and Liverpool not having the same money that City do, is now starting to build that squad where he can maybe start to do that like, well, this week I prefer Diaz instead of Mane because of whatever the yeah, reason for might the be. for the matchup or for the team yeah. or for what the game plan yeah. is. Yeah, and yeah. they do. They seem to do an amazing job of like brings in Jesus. Yeah, he goes off on one. He brings it in at the right time. He used to do that with Gundogan. Right, yeah. this is the game for him. Give him confidence and then let him go off on one. Yeah, this is why we've hit the next level because, um, however long ago, half a year ago, whatever a year ago, if I sat and said to you, "What's our front three going to be?" or a midfield three. Or midfield three, you could you can leave our back four. It's never yeah. you don't change our back four, right? Like it's one of the things you don't really do typically. But if I said to you and against Newcastle, who, what's our front three going to be? Salah, uh, Manny, Firmino, wouldn't you? What so now? Oh, sorry, sorry. Back then, I'm yeah. saying now what our front three against Newcastle. No idea. Salah, I think Salah plays every game. But this is the thing, though. It's not like no idea. Fuck. I hope. I hope it's that. Hope, like, I'm literally like, if our front three is just any of them, I'm like. Like sound doesn't matter. Yeah. One midfield to you right now, like with Thiago coming in. Sometimes Kater's gonna get in there. Like I think, like this, like we'll let you hit that point now where we've got such a good squad, which we haven't had under yeah. Klopp yet. Like it's taking time. It's taking a shit ton of money and all that kind of shit. But we're finally, we're, we're finally there with that point. The 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 two best. They are the two best. Um, 
Europa League's on right now. Right. Scotty, the teddy bears. Before we go on that, oh, yeah. Go on. Yeah, go ahead. Does that co-op deal two years out, is that giving Gerard time um, to get his shit together for Liverpool? That gives him more time. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's not given. It's not given. I'm not saying it, but I'm just saying it. It's, the, it's the pipeline dream, isn't it, yeah. for Gerard to come and take over when the league Give him another couple of years. Like, honestly, that's even I was thinking that. Um, that I was like, ah, do you think Klopp's having a say? Do you think Klopp's planning for who's coming in? Yeah, I think. I think he seems it, like the type of guy. Yes, he's it, in with the club saying, "This is who I want when I leave." Let's start building. Yes and no. I think yes, he will, but also no is like, look, like I think he's also the type of guy that's like, like I'm, I'm, I'm done. This is now I'm done. I think you, I think you'll do his best, but at the end of the day, like you saw, Fergie tried to do that, and it just it doesn't always work. We're gonna dip. Liverpool are gonna dip, and City are gonna dip, and it's just how far you dip down yeah. with the new manager that comes in. But we'll we'll move on to Europa League. I've just got the live scores up. West Ham are one down after ten minutes. Oh. Against Ooh. Frankfurt, uh, the teddy bears are nil nil in Leipzig. Start. So um, I really, really, really want a West Ham Rangers final, um, but then everyone else in Germany probably wants a Leipzig Frankfurt final. Um, so Scott, I mean, let's just go with Rangers. You did um, send that wee thing in with Gio um, about his win percentage being better than Gerrard's, um, right in his first. Um, thirty-three games. Thirty-three yeah. games. We'll get into that, but just in general, you're obviously in the you're in the Europa League semi-final. You're playing Leipzig. You're probably in agreement that the league's over. So this is kind of it, right? What, like in general, what's your thoughts on on Rangers now? Like, where are they at? We're going for Champions League next year. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think you're gonna win this and then go for the Champions League? Nah. Like realistically, tonight if you get come away, no more than a goal down, bring it back to Ibrox. Like yeah. any, anything can happen. Um, have you seen that with a full Ibrox or full Parkhead? That, that is an unbelievable atmosphere and a terrifying atmosphere for people to come to. Mm. So, as long as we don't get pumped tonight and then can take it back to Ibrox, yeah. it's possible. And then you get to a one off game against potentially Frankfurt at West Ham. But realistically, we're not going to win it. Yeah. But we've beaten Dortmund. Yeah, and if we get through tonight and get back to Ibrox, is one game, one final. If you can get them back to Ibrox, I said that when yeah. I did it with AJ and um, Cami. If you can get them back to Ibrox, huge advantage because Ibrox is one of those yeah. places in Europe that's extremely difficult to go if you're in with a game. Yeah. And like like you said, I mean, you, this is probably what you've got left to play for, and it's absolutely huge. Yeah, and if obviously the league at the start of the season, the the main objective was to win the league, given yeah, what Champions League is. But then this run in Europa League, nobody generally saw coming yeah. especially after getting drawn against Dortmund what? get into the final bonus win a Scottish Cup but we need to either win the league or Europa League for next season because yeah. Champions League is so big what's like uh, obviously we, we talked about that start that you said with Gio's better win percentage like mm. what before I get into it what since Gio's come in what have you noticed either good or bad both right and then a difference start off off on a positive I've seen tactically wise He's not scared to change it up. And, okay. and with Gerard's downfall, was he had that system. He had his 4 3 3. He mm. had his yeah, fullbacks pushing forward. And if that didn't work, he was like, okay, right, we're subbing off Kent. We're putting on Sakala. It's just a like for like sub. There was no. It worked in Europe because that style definitely worked in Europe. But when it came to Scotland and we had playing a Motherwell with 10 men behind the ball, it was like, well, we better shoot from outside the box where we get a better get a penalty. Yeah. Whereas with Geo. Straight, different tactics straight away with the way he uses fullbacks, but like at half time against, there's been a couple of times at half time he's just hooked the hooked the left back and he's gone right. We're gonna go five at the back. We're change, we're totally changing it up, and that I think makes him a better manager in terms of understanding the game and the risks he's taken. 
Yeah. Whereas a Gerard, I think, still quite young, didn't have that, or didn't he didn't want to make the call. Wasn't brave enough to do it. Mm. Um, man for man, Gerard, like, he made that squad unbelievable, Unreal. and he may made some players so much better. But it's quite yeah. it's quite a hard one to like talk about, isn't it? Because it's like you could look at like the stats in it and blah blah blah. But like you said, like Gerard came in and kind of built that, didn't he? And now Gio's Gio's come in and taken it over, and you can kind of look at how you want in terms of how he's done. But it's uh it's quite hard to. It's not football's not really like black and white like that at all. There's so many things. No, and like before before you, before you go on, Scott, this is what I wanted to say about like stats, right? Like. Like, I've obviously heard it from the p- local people that we know about, like, oh, Gio's, like, better than Jared and that, and, like, you can maybe put that stuff and stuff like that. But from the outside looking in, and I'm, I was always big on this. We, I think I've probably said this on this before, but I've definitely said this to you guys, like, just in chat. And, like, I never really was into the tactical stuff and all that, right? Like, I was never into the – obviously, it's not stats when you're coaching kids, but I get that, and it's obviously become part of the game. I think that's become – for people because of social media and Twitter that's become like the forefront of what people talk about but from my from the outside looking in and again I every, and this this goes to say that obviously it was Gerard's team and, and Gerard took three years to build that right so Gio obviously deserves the same thing but as uh, over time from just looking and watching Rangers when I have I can see that it's dipped and I can see that it's different and I'm not saying it's worse but you can s- there's not that same feel to it. Whereas Gerard's a different person than Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So he brings a different energy and, and feel to it. So like there's times where like people chuck those stats out. I'm like, yeah, but like looking at it right now when he gets time, like he's not doing as I'm I'm trying to say not doing as well, but But you there's yeah. no way you can you can't compare both of them at this moment no. in time. Because what Gerard did, Gerard inherited an absolute heap of shit at a time where the team was so low on confidence, getting absolutely pumped in old firms. Was a lot like potentially going on Celtic's biggest season, and then Gio comes in halfway through a season with a team that's just won the Premier, like an absolute canter, a great team, great squad, at a perfect time. You can't compare both of them. That's just way too unfair on Steve G to be doing that. What's that saying? Apples, apples, apples to orange. You can't compare apples to oranges, Josh. Um, I mean, you apples can't, are two different fruits. Get yeah. Together. Whatever. But, I just, yeah, I get, you know, you get, they're at a totally different time, like, give Gio a couple of years, and then you can think yeah. what he's done, but Gerard totally changed the culture of that football club, brought the confidence back, gave him a swagger in Europe, and that's part of the reason why we're doing so well this mm-hmm. year, it's not just for a one-off season, mm-hmm. Gerard's been building that for two, three years, he's given the players a huge confidence yeah. in Europe to go and do that, and they, that place was horrible before, like, it was toxic, the the way the club was, and now he's to, he's made it in totally changed the mindset of players like Tavernier made Ryan Jack and things yeah. like that like yeah. you, he, he's done something with them and that's taken years for him to build and then Gio's come in do you feel like if you don't let's say you go out in the semi even you get beat in the final you win the Scottish Cup I mean are you, will you just be like right I mean we, we had a, we had our manager leave we got a new manager in will you take I mean obviously you want never want yeah, basically, what I, well, I, now uh, because it's ch- changed, right now, right now, what is what is what is a good? <laughs> if you're being realistic right now, win the Scottish Cup, um, get to the, the fi- get, get to the final, yeah, get yeah. to the final. I mean, that's an unbelievable. So I mean, the, the critics, the, old, the people will say, "Well, we didn't win the league. The league was a priority." Yeah, of course it was. But then to do what we've done in Europe, potentially win a Scottish mm. Cup and go pretty close in the league. If how much money do you get for doing? What like, you know, like what for winning? Financial, you, no, just financially. 
huge for Rangers right now. Getting oh, we, it is. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. To, to keep going through the rounds, yeah, it's huge. But it's not as big as actually getting into the Champions League next yeah, year. Massive. Anyway, I mean, obviously, if we win, the bastard man. Celtic but anyway, win the league. Yeah. Reap all the rewards. But, the last but Celtic win the league. We win the Scottish Cup and win Europa League. But I take that all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you definitely would take but that all day. To be realistic, I don't. A, we might not get through Leipzig, and then if we do, there's no guarantee. Like it's yeah. West Ham. Um, we what, need to. Yeah. West Ham. Um, what's that? But oh, one right. before we go, yeah, I go hope that my dream would be I would not be any happier if we make it through to the final. Yeah. And Morelos returns on the night. John Cena coming back to Royal Rumble. He's back and my Buffalo comes out for the final. Yeah. You can't see me, my time is now. Right. That'll be massive. Um West Ham. Um I, I wanna talk about Declan Rice because it looks like he's not signing a new deal. Um or he's holding out for a very, very good deal. Um, I was I've, I actually get pissed off quite a lot of when I'm listening to different podcasts or talk sport or whatever and um, everyone's like oh he's going to go to Man City it's like you're picking he's going to go to Man City because you're just assuming he's going to go to Man City because they have the money and the best team but I was saying to Greg last night they have Rodri like they don't need a holding midfielder unless Pep's going to change his shape and play two holding mids which I don't see him doing there's absolutely no need for him to go to Man City Liverpool aren't going to touch him because Liverpool don't do that and we don't need him because we've got Fabinho. So the only two teams are Chelsea and Man United. Now, the Man United one is interesting because it's a fresh approach and Ten Hag could sell him on and bring a Man United back, right? So first of all, they're talking 120 plus. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah. Like, if he stays at West, where West Ham going? Like next season, what is West Ham's genuine ambition? Agreed. Top six finish in the in Premier League. That could be then in maybe like Champions if they get maybe they could potentially get Champions League this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what is a deck when the, the way he is in his career? What is he wanting to achieve? Yeah, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. But then there is, there's no obvious move for him because if he goes to Man United, that's there's no guarantee of success in the next no three four five years. But would you say there's mo- Matthew? Would you say there's more? Are you, are you asking me is Declan Rice worth 120 million? Or are you asking me do you? I think he should go to Man United, Chelsea. I'm asking you both. Is he is he a worth that? And B are they the two clubs? If you look at it right from from if he's gonna leave right and what I've just said, and you can disagree with me if you think say or Liverpool might go for him, but I don't think they will. A does he is he worth that? And B does he where does he go? Declan Rice is not worth 120 million for okay. a start. Like Why that not? is ridiculous. Why not? Go on. I'm a huge fan, by the way. Yeah. Like, but 120 million? But, hold on, Scott. What the fuck? I mean, right. I, right, so you have to think of it from West Ham. 120 for a holding midfielder? Like, that's ridiculous money. So, you have to. And I know he's getting valued at that, I know that, but I'm sorry, like, 120 million. Well, Philip Coutinho went for 120 million. So, what's the difference between Coutinho going for 120 and Declan Rice going for 120? Well, the Coutinho deal's a bit different, though. Because they paid it in installments. Yeah. yeah but you could do that with Declan Rice. You could say, we'll pay you in installments. I mean, I, I think that gets, a little, that gets a little tricky. But, but anyway, but you've here's the thing, though, right? People say that it's a business. Declan Rice has agreed their most valuable asset. So what the damage of losing him, you need to cover that cost. You have to cover the cost. 
if Declan Rice is worth 120 million, Ali Simpson's worth easy 12. <laughs> <laughs> Ali to from the high yeah. highs. How many how many start uh, games? Hundred starts for the high high. Shout Ali Simpson. The high high. Yeah. If and going for fifty. Well, then could, well, could, well, could, Jack Grealish to Aston Villa with 100 million. Exactly. So, so that's a similar 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 size of club, similar sort of situation. Is he like, is he worth what do you need to be to be worth 120 million? I don't know, right? I, I'm not sitting here and I'm not I'm a fucking huge fan, right? Like, I think just 120 million from like that's that's mad. Yeah. I just don't think he's really proven that he's 120. He's he's worth 120 mil. Like but, he's fucking excellent. Don't get me wrong. But Man United need to build themselves back up, right? Right. Okay. That so argue, now you go. That like, arguably is the most important position on the pitch. Arguably, center half. It's one of right. It's one of three. It's one of four. If you go, you go your spine, right? It's the middle of your spine. So I'm, I'm gonna go. You, I'm gonna, in, my, in my opinion, it's the most important position on the pitch from coming from a coach's perspective. Is it worth 120 million? I'd pay 120 million from if I'm Man United. Really? Yeah, I'd pay 120 million. The issue is though, is that you probably you then need to be very clever with the rest of your deals if you're building the squad because you've spent 120 million unless you're going to be selling people and making that money back which we were talking about Liverpool and City well City maybe don't do it so much because they have the money but like Liverpool sell to buy right so it depends on your model but if you're a Man United and you're about to start the rebuild this is potentially the next five years you're building for the yeah. next future 120 million on a guy who's only ever played for West Ham is huge risk and then how much potentially Ten Hag comes in how much money has he got to rebuild this squad or rechange the club yeah. and 120 million gone on just on one player the, I think he's, got he's also a known commodity in English as well like he's, yeah. he, he proves a decent player but that's a lot of money to start a huge club like Man United to take on one young English lad put it this way if we didn't have Fabinho we needed to hold him in fielder and I saw we bid 120 million for that rice I'd be I'd be happy with that I think he's I think he's I think he's when I watch him. I think he's very, very good. I think he's very good. I I'm saying that too. The price, the price tag, the price tag is almost irrelevant because it's gone mad, right? It's, it, the whole game's gone mad. The game has gone mad, right? It, it's, it just is what it is. It is it well. But it's it is, still one hundred and twenty million. But it's also irrelevant. It's also irrelevant when you perform well. Like hundred million. What if Jack Grealish came and he's and right now he scored fifteen goals for City? You'd you'd say that's a hundred million well spent. But right now you're saying it's not 100 million well spent. Based off his first season, I think he's going to improve drastically under Pep. But what does Declan Rice bring to a Man United or Chelsea? What's he? Why? What's he bring to them? Well, more than just is it more just on the pitch? Oh yeah, well or, yeah. For, I'm not talking about like market, no. like being marketable. No, no. But as in like what he brings to like the dressing room, is he going to be that Mister Man United? Is he going to walk into that changing room and be like, Rook, I'm the man of this team. I'm the 120 million pound player. Talk about him staying at West Ham. I mean, yeah. Go on, talk about what, what, what if, why is he why would he not why is he not staying at West Ham? Go ahead. But he's not. Go ahead. Why? What? What? But the West Ham because it's an option. You could. You could absolutely could. Seems like a really really loyal guy, and I could totally backfire me when he fucking signs for hundred twenty million. And breaking news on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Just the way like when you watch interviews or just just everything about him, Mike. You, West Ham. You kind of you kind of see that the Declan Rice. Declan Rice. Mikel Antonio. Mm, oh, about time. Um. You kind of look like he's kind of Mark Noble's apprentice, and he's gonna and he's and he's gonna fill those shoes, and he's and he's West Ham through and through. I don't know. No, it's, che- it's Chelsea. But he seems like a total. He's a, no, he's a massive West Ham. He's a massive West Ham boy, is he not though? It's Chelsea. He no, grew up in Chelsea. Yeah, but I'm saying that he's a yeah, but he's a big West Ham boy now. Like the way the chance, way right? yeah, West the way he talks about it and everything. I'm saying he's trying. He's, it, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but he's kind of almost fell on noble shoes, is he not, here in terms of... But if you're he's a captain... To, Scott made the point, though, right? If, if he feels that he is of the level to be able to go to the... take the next step and challenge the trophies, right? We're, as I like West Ham. I do like West Ham. I always have liked West Ham. I hate the stadium, but I like West Ham. Let's be realistic. They're not They're not challenging for any league titles or Champions League. But leagues. come the end of the season, they could win Europa League. They could be Champions League next year. And Declan Rice, as a, oh, young, as a young English London boy, get into the Champions League of West Ham. Obviously, when they get there, what's their ambition? We'll try and scrape through the group, potentially. I don't know if it's always got Champions League for that as well. Though. Yeah, like, as you said, what, what, what does Declan Rice want? Maybe just... Mate, I, there's a, there's a, Davey Moyes was, was on that high performance the other week, and it was brilliant. And you come off, listen to that, you're like, I would love to play for a guy like Davey Moyes. Yeah. That culture looks unbelievable there. Definitely. They're all like, and he's happy. He's living in London, having there's, a great time. There's nothing wrong Start, if he, he does that, but he... Running the show at West Ham himself. He what? strikes me as the type of, a type of guy that's got to a point where he's established himself and he's a good player and I think he wants more. I think he wants to be challenging for the trophy. It's so, it's so hard for us to sit here and talk about that because like, we don't know him personally or anything like that. Like, we have no idea, but I'm just saying, I honestly, I honestly think there's a... What? Yeah, I text him all the time. I honestly think there's a chance that he stays at West Ham and he and he has ambition to drive West Ham on to He's got three years left on his deal. If I to get in the second right, so check out as Matthew carry on Matthew. But I'll check that out. Huge fan, by the way. Um, I'm not. I like. I watch him play and I'm like he's fucking excellent. But I'm just trying to think of like someone else that might be valued at 120 mil and like I'm just kind of like that's that's fucking a lot. By the way, that's a lot of money. He's 23. He's 23. That's insane, by the way. It's a big boy as well. Cunt's an athlete and a half. It's an interesting one. I think that he's very, very good, and I think it depends on who who you are and where you're at. And I think it depends on who you're at, and I think where Man United are at. The only thing I would say about Man United, like Scott said, is unless you're going to sell clever and recoup that money to then respend in the squad, that's really probably your only signing of the side. I think just this might be... If you're looking at Man U Chelsea... I think Chelsea are going to have issues soon. I think they're... What, with the state of the club, you mean? Yeah, I yeah. think that... I think they are crumbling a wee bit. I think that... Has the recruitment been the best? I, I, I don't know. So I don't think something's right at Chelsea, and I think Tuchel knows it too, and he can't quite work it out, and yeah. maybe he's the issue. Like maybe, I, I don't know. There's Has he underperformed? What? Is he underperformed? You're right there, mate. Sorry. Is he underperformed? You know. Fuck me. Won the I Champions League. I know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I can't answer that, but I think there might be something a bit shady going on at Chelsea at the moment. And he's fallen out, with, Luka- he's out with Lukaku, for sure. That's not. They're not getting... I mean, I say for sure. I, in my opinion, I don't think they're getting on. Or else he's not playing. And the rec- the recruitment model just seemed to be go out and sp- spunk money on absolute superstars. Well, that's, always, that's always been it. There must, be, there been must it. be other sh- there must be other shit as well. I mean, I mean, this was this was insane though what they did on that year when they went and bought Ziek and who else did they buy that year? Like Burner, went absolute sp- mate. Like yeah, like yeah. like I don't know. Neither we, like, why would Declan Rice leave West Ham? So he's not signing a deal. Maybe he wants more money to stay at West Ham. Which is, if he wants more money to stay at West Ham, he's fully deserving of that. Yeah. But if you look at their season, they were for a long time challenging top four. Now they sl- yeah, slipped away. Yeah, they're never, they're never going. They were never they're like. Not, but yeah, maybe their ambition is right next year. We're generally going to push for a place or Champions League. It could be an exciting. He's only twenty three. My. But then what's him? The opportunity. 
the Man United offer him to come to a club like Man United and say you are the main man. Yeah. Look, you're only 23. In five years' time, you could be Mister Man United. This is our ambition. It's a 23 old. You could get sold on that pretty quickly, pretty easy. My thing, my thing is, is that West Ham are going to be. I know I got it. West Ham are. Well, I think the last two seasons, West Ham have had almost like a Leicester opportunity of can you get in that fourth spot and get a bit more money and lure a couple more. And I think they've missed out. And I think other teams are going to get their shit together. But we need to wrap up. Does anyone you you got you were going to say something there? We're, we need to wrap it up time wise. Um. We'll finish with oh, some tunes in the background. We'll finish with a simple question. The big one. Liverpool, quadruple, yes or no? Scott Gillis. Nah. No. Sit, Matthew. Yeah. Liverpool, quadruple. Mm-hmm. I'm going. Yeah. Champions League, FA Cup, Carbo Cup, City get yeah. the league. And then we'll Rangers, Liverpool, Club World Cup. We're going. We're going. We're going. Who knows? But we're going. All right. That's it. Thanks for the first one, boys. I'm just glad Jurgen's a red. Let's do it.